ditch the fairy tale princess, it's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to announce our latest brand sponsor, Legendary Foods. Legendary has created a unique treat that I'm obsessed with called the Protein Pastry, aka an adult Pop-Tart. That's right. Say goodbye to compromising on flavor for nutrition. If you're hungry for something better than a protein bar, you've got to try the legendary protein pastries and sweet rolls. If you're like me and you're on a mission to eat better, build muscle, tone up, or even increase your protein, these are an incredible way to eat what you love without compromising your diet or goals. Y'all know that I love eating healthy and advocating for a strong body, but sometimes we get those sugar cravings and I need that fix. That's where Legendary comes in for me. These go-to high-protein, low-carb treats curb my sweet tooth while also helping me hit my protein intake for the day. I know you're going to love these as much as I do, which is why I begged them to be a brand sponsor for the show. They were so generous and gave us a discount code, which you can find below in the show notes. So hit the pause button right now and go order yourself some. I can't wait to hear what you think when you try them. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Unscripted. I am so excited to connect with my girl, Megan, because we've been going back and forth trying to schedule this. And it's my fault because it's summertime and I got Kai home and just organizing all the things for the podcast. But you are someone I've been wanting to connect with for a while. We've gotten to meet in real life a couple of times, which is really cool out in Arizona. You are in this transition phase in your life and business, and I couldn't wait to bring you on because that's really what we like to deep dive here about is that behind the scenes look of what it takes and what it feels like in real time, people may be going from here to there or where that thought even comes from. Because I have a lot of conversation around people feeling guilt and shame for wanting to leave something that's quote unquote working or successful and try something else. So I know we're going to probably unpack a lot and dive into some really juicy topics today. But first of all, can you just introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I am so stoked to finally like connect and be able to record this. You kind of mentioned this already. It's been so amazing to just even connect in person with you a little bit. I adore you. So a little about me. I am a doctor of physical therapy by trade. I And it's still like like you kind of alluded to, I'm in this pivot. So that's not what I lead with anymore when I introduce myself. But the reality is that that was my world for the last decade. I mean, I, I went through an insane number of years of school to get my doctorate and then go into clinical care and then thought I would solve all my problems by branching out and opening up my own clinic, which happened to be at the beginning of 2020. I actually was quote unquote successful by most people's standards. Like I built that up to a six-figure clinic in my second year. And I very quickly realized that I didn't enjoy it, not to the level that I needed to, to actually be able to sustain the amount of energy it took to run a business like that. I had zero desire to bring on other people. I just something like I had these gut whispers that are like, this isn't it for you. And so during this time, I started deep diving into like, okay, what do I want then? Because it became apparent to me little by little, like I... I think some people have this slam of like, how did I get here? Who am I? Like, because I don't know the answers to that. And for me, it was a little bit more gradual. Like, I don't fully recognize the person in the mirror. Like, what's going on? And so I slowly pieced together that I really felt called to a space where I can help women really let go of the expectations of others. So weirdly enough, I feel like we most of us do this. Like, we end up, our purpose is 
the transformation that we had to go through ourselves. And so I went through this multiple year deep dive into trying, like working to strip away the expectations of others, figure out what I really want, not what someone else's definition of success is, but what's mine, and then really lean into that. So that it's a such a messy but beautiful journey. And it involves like launching a course where I help clinicians break up with burnout. And then that helps me dive more into like a lot of it really is mindset and our own stories and beliefs and like undoing old patterns. So that's pivoted me to more of what I'm doing now, which is transformational, for lack of a better word, mindset coaching. It's letting go of whatever blocks, beliefs, stories you need in order to really catapult yourself into the next version of you. So I'm doing one-on-one calls for that. I'm working on building retreats because I do I do think there's something to be said for doing something that isn't just one-on-one so that you avoid tanking yourself in the process of realizing and living your purpose. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we connect on so many things. I think for one, our health and fitness background of being just like that being one of our pillars to health and yeah. and just, you know, we both know how important that is. And I, I think second piece is like the brick and mortar. We both opened our brick and mortars around the same time. I was October of 2019. So six months before we were shut down. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those box checking. I don't know about for you, but like it was always something I knew I could do. And I felt like I should do because so many people had put pressure of like, you'd make a great salon owner. And that almost felt like the next right step in in my business was now it's time. You're you're growing up. You've been in the industry for 15 years. Like mm-hmm. what's next? It must just be salon ownership. And I could yeah. maybe like you that I really didn't sign up for managing a team. I really didn't sign up for like all of the little things that it comes to running a, a brick and mortar and then running a business like that. Because I'd always run my own business, my own practice, if you will. But like when you bring on all it's it's such a different beast, if you will. And so it takes away from the magic of like the one thing that you really love to do, which is probably that connecting with clients and that that piece like that. And I think in that, like you maybe I discovered along the way other things I was good at besides like what people were thinking they were paying me for, which was the hair on the outside. They were really getting to connect and walk away feeling better on the inside as well. And so, you know, you and I talked in person that Sam's event just around what it looks like to like let that go and like let the identity of like ownership it for me it was weird it felt kind of like who am I if I'm not that or I used to lean with this and now what what, who am I what do I do so did you kind of or are you maybe still in that season of like shedding that old identity and kind of stepping into this this new version of you yeah, so that was definitely a process. It's probably one of the first things that really hit me, similar to like when we were chatting about it. Uh, gosh, that seems like so long ago, but I guess it wasn't that long ago. And so when I even first started to think about building a course for clinicians, so this wasn't even taking the big leap of like where I am now, where I really have branched out into being a mindset coach for females, this is even just like, hey, let me build something that's going to help other clinicians who feel like they're stuck in the hamster wheel of the healthcare system or stuck in all these shoulds of what the system tells you your career needs to look like. So not even really breaking out of that realm, but still kind of taking off the like using my doctorate hat and putting on more of a coaching hat and all of the societal expectations that came with what do you mean you're doing something different? Like you're a doctor. Why would you quote unquote step down from that? Because it's seen as like a, since it's a higher level degree, there are certain just societal expectations that get thrown on it. And I think it's also very similar to 
you opening up a brick and mortar and being a hairstylist, like people have a certain expectation of what the career path of a hairstylist looks like. And what if you'd want to go to the next level in that field, it is opening and owning your own brick and mortar. Same with being a clinician, like, oh, that's leveling up. You're going to be a clinic owner. And to try to pivot away from that for most people is completely destroying and putting air quotes for anyone that's not watching, like there's destroying your path or like losing your success or neglecting your successor, whatever verbiage people choose to use with that. And so that is inevitably going to start an onset of imposter syndrome of who am I when I take my title away? And that's something that is actually now at the forefront of all of the services that I do with everyone that I work with, because I think it is so important to untie your identity from any one thing that you do, whether it's a degree, whether like a job title, whether it's whatever it is. I mean, it can be the title of doctor. It can be the the title of mom. Like you are first and foremost a human. It's part of why my podcast is called Human on the Daily. Like I feel like we should leave with like human or individuality first. Yeah, you can have all of these things, all of these hats that are tied to you. But if you tie any one of them as a part of your like identity, then what happens when things go wrong or you have judgment within that one sphere? It's going to be really hard to avoid some kind of spiral. So I 100% fought that and it took it took a while. I will say that I had several years of personal development work prior. So I had undone a lot of other identities. The DPT, my degree was the one that was, I didn't even know how hard I was holding onto it until I started to try to step out of the traditional path. Mm-hmm. And I did. I had to revisit a lot of personal development work and a lot of like, okay, so who am I? What do I want to stand for? What do I want my life to look like? And really diving deep into those. Yeah. I think I've I've gotten to witness a lot of people go through this identity shedding where you know, and it even happened. I mean, I actually was out with one of our good friends a few months ago, and we were talking about her background, Sam, and how she was so well-educated, how she came from this other world. And I said, you know, you never talk about that. You don't share that very often. I said, I know that you're educated in that way. I know that you have that expertise and experience. And maybe you don't think it's what would help people connect with you now with what you're currently doing. I said, but it's still part of who you are and part of your story and you never know. So I, I was like encouraging her. I said, you should share more of that is where you came from. And like, you've got that foot to stand on. You didn't just come out of nowhere doing what you're doing. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that I always coach to with people with the podcast is like, start to document this journey so that people can start to find themselves in your story and come along for the ride with you because it really helps people connect even if they never buy something from you in the future, or maybe they're not a clinician who needs this like specific advice. But the power of having the podcast now is they get to learn from you, learn from your mistakes, learn from your experiences, learn from your discoveries along the way. And it's why I'm so happy that you started your show because you do have so much like stuff that you've experienced, life and and reminding people to show up as a human first, right? And this imposter syndrome, I wanted to even like, I've recently started, I don't know why it's bothered me so much, just that term. I'm like, I, the Gary Vee did something on it and then somebody else said something about it b- meaning different. And I, I I, settled into the place of when we are experiencing quote unquote imposter syndrome, I really feel like it's this place of insecurity because if we strip the title, if we strip the things that we think we know about ourselves and we step into this new space, of course, we're going to feel insecure 
and a little confused. And maybe then we label it imposter. But I'm like, but you're new. You're now new at something again when you've been yeah. like really well versed in something. And now you're stepping into this new space, and especially if you're in your mid to late 30s or 40s or even 50s. Like we're seeing more and more people explore that. And that term imposter syndrome has like popped up. And I'm like, ah, I want to rename that because that feels so disempowering to me to call it that. And I'm like, let's just all say we're fucking new and we don't really know what we're doing, <laughs> but we know we want to try something else and we're willing to put ourselves out there, right? Like there was yep. day one when I started podcasting. There was a day one when someone put scissors in my hand. Like there was day one when whatever, I became a mom. Yeah. Right about it. Like we have no issue being a beginner when we're like five or 10 or 15. Yeah, so why? The number of things, like there is so much. I actually was chatting with someone about this the other day because I didn't start snowboarding. It's one of my biggest passions now. Like I think I'm going to move somewhere cold just so I can snowboard more during the winter. I didn't start until I was 32. And the number of people that are like, oh my God, you started something after you turned 30? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Why why would I not? (laughs) Like I wanted to do it. I went and did it. I don't get it. (laughs) And some of that is, I mean, some of that speaks right there just to my personality like I think it's my Enneagram 7 it's like cool shiny object let's go try this new thing just see if we like and recently I love that I love the idea of not calling it imposter syndrome I mean I realistically I only use that term because it's what most people know but recently I've been saying I am working on uh, overcoming the unknown Mm. and that's how I've been reframing it there's something else that I heard very recently not remember where from that is talking about turning your worry into wonder. So I love that phrasing. It's something that actually, so I work with Sam and part of why I work with her is because of background. So that just goes to show like even myself, I could probably talk about my background a little bit more into how it shaped. Like I didn't just randomly decide to make the leap from physical therapy to like mindset coaching. Like there's a giant amount of my background as to like why and what makes me so good in that space. But yeah, Sam was talking about because I was having a fear, not necessarily of being a beginner, but of the unknown that moves, it's moving forward. And so we're flipping it on, like, instead of, I think it's a societal norm to think of, like, the what if, and then it being all the negatives. Why not flip that to wonder? What about what if for all the positives? Like, where's that mindset coming from? And so it's something that, and it's always interesting, like, yes, I, I coach people on this, but I needed the reminder myself to flip the script on myself in that way. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that little flipping the script. I I love that little unintentional plug. And that's the thing. Like, and I I had a girl on my show, and she said something really profound, kind of like that too. And that's the thing. That's one of my favorite things about having this free flowing conversation on this show is we have the ability to sometimes just hear a perspective shift that changes everything for us. And I have actually two friends I want to shout out. One, the first one is Joanna Vargas. She would always say on her podcast. It's called the Get Up Girl podcast. Get Up Girl. How, what, what have you had to do to get up? It's kind of like her thing. And so she would ask the question, like, how much better can it get? Right? From a positive perspective, even if life is great, even if it's your best day ever, what would make today even better? Or like, how can this be even better? And then the other one was a girl I had on the show. She's very successful in like the multi-level marketing. She was a huge part of Isogenics. And she coined something. And I literally like, it was so simple. No story, no meaning. And I was like, no story on me. Oh my gosh. I am a storyteller, like a mother trucker. Like I will come up with some <laughs> stories in my head. My boyfriend thinks I'm psycho. We'll, we'll drive by somebody and I'll be like, oh, I bet they're done. He's like, your mind is wild. I'm like, it can, it can hurt me sometimes too, because if we don't have all the information, we'll make up a story. Or if we experience mm-hmm. something, 
we'll make up a story about it. And it's generally like what you just said, negative. And so that's why having someone like you as a mindset reframer, you know, someone who has that like ability to help you shift perspective can literally change your life, right? Because sometimes we get in these, I don't know, rabbit holes of where we tend to want to go more negative and we can't see the positive in things or we can't like undo what we've experienced and and turn it into a way that we can learn from, right? Like same with the word failure. I, I'm I'm like really trying to lean into not feeling like anything's a failure. It's just like an experience that yeah, like lessons. in a way, yeah, just lessons. And it, that no story, no meaning though settled so hard for me because if I find myself or feel myself starting to tell myself stories around certain things, I'm like, let it be, let it be. And letting things just be sometimes like can, can really... Mm-hmm. You can use that in any context. Let it be. You now wanting to shift into this new world. Let it be, everybody. And I think that's one of the hardest things. I don't know. Maybe you've noticed this too. Because for me, I noticed that, you know, as I started to pivot and shift and share that, I was moving away from the hair industry. Like nobody was really happy about it because I was really good at what I did. And so my clients, right, all 200 of my clients at the time were like, I'm sorry, what? That's great, but are you still going to do my hair? Like, good for you. Yeah. That's cute. Whatever that little side hustle thing, you're, that podcast thingy, like, that's cute. But, like, you're who's going to do my hair? And same with, like, friends and family. Like, people want to know you for who they know you as. So have you noticed, like, I'm sure you had to let go of some clients or had to, like, move away from certain circles or any, I don't know. Like, what has that been like for you, that experience? Yeah, it's it's fascinating and I think it's interesting I think hairstylists and healthcare providers like there's probably other fields too but like those two like the amount that people are like no but you're but you're my person where where, what do you mean you're going at least as a physical therapist like we get treated by like the other kind of therapist and I know hairstylists sure do so I it's interesting because ever since I went cash now if I had still been corporate healthcare it's a very it's actually weirdly a different clientele like more accountable patients are willing to go cash. So I probably would have had a much bigger response like that if I was still in corporate healthcare. But because I was in a cash clinic, it was about 50-50. The probably the most common response that I got was like, oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. And damn it, Megan, really? Like, like where am I going to go now? In fact, I, I mean, I have a few people who are friends that have become our work clients in the physical therapy space. And that was pretty much all of them. Like, we're so excited for you. And this sucks. Who are you going to refer us to? Yeah. And like, who do you trust? Because I, I need I need someone. So, yeah, it's been interesting to see the response. But I think it does speak pretty highly to, like, who I've surrounded myself with and how transparent I have always been with the people that I was working with. Like, this didn't really come out of thin air most of them knew that I was feeling a calling for something bigger than just running a clinic. They they all knew that I was running the course because I've been running that since January for other clinicians. So there was kind of hints along the way that something bigger was coming and I would probably step out of the space at some point. Yeah, Not that I wasn't going to be fully there for them in the meantime, but that that was coming down the road. Yeah. I think that was the best thing I did too was just taking my clients along for the ride like the ones I knew could handle it there were some I knew would like we weren't close like that it was just like I needed to just rip the band-aid off but I've been in the industry for 22 years so I have a lot of long-term yeah. clients that you know yeah same thing because we're one to them and they're many to us but it's like when you are in that space and you start to feel that calling that you're meant to you know kind of be on a bigger platform if you will when you're doing one-to-one services so this can anybody who's listening right now if you 
are feeling that, you know, that's why I wanted to have Megan on was to kind of talk about this transition because we were really like kind of talking about it in depth when we saw each other, what that feels like, what that looks like, that that if nobody else cared, if nobody else was paying attention, what would we do? We'd, we'd, we'd go, we'd jump, we'd go, we'd call it end of day, done. Yeah. But when it involves so many other people and you come from this place of service, it's really hard to like, A, let that identity go, let the responsibility of you're one to them, like who will they go see? <laughs> You know, you know, there's great people out there that can replace you, no problem. But we have a deeper connection to our clients than just the service we provide, right? So mm-hmm. when you have the ability to connect on that level, it does mean something to shift away. But I think when you have the bigger calling of like wanting to put your voice to a podcast, which I'm so glad that you finally started your show, like I think that's such a huge way to reach so many more people that if we think about that one-to-one service we've been doing all these years, like there's no way we could have impacted that many people. Yeah. They're like how long and what, how much we can give before we're just depleting ourselves. And it, yeah, it's so, it's consuming. And to your point on the depth of the relationship that you have with clients in these kind of fields and that one-to-one, I mean, there can be, and there was at one point for me, a lot of shame and guilt around, because you can start if you're not careful And this is where I think it's important to have boundaries and make sure that you're taking care of yourself first, because I know a lot of providers out there, and I'm sure you know some hairstylists, where they don't hold good boundaries. And so then they start to feel responsible for all of their patients or their potential clients down the road, which is why I've seen far too many clinicians be stuck in a clinic environment that they don't like or they don't love or isn't a good fit for them because they feel responsible for the patients that are currently on their schedule or the patients in the company or something of that nature. It's like, oh, well, I need to be there for them. And this sound may sound harsh, but like it's not your responsibility. They will find other care and you need to do what's best for you so that you can serve people in the way that you are meant to. And by not, if you by delaying that, like there is a population out there that is supposed to be served by you that you're doing a disservice to. I think that last piece is so key. And that's why luckily people like you who are able to hold that space for other people to get out of that mindset that is holding them back thinking they need to stay stuck in that environment if it's not serving them getting discerning around tuning into your own intuition and listening to what it is that you want i think i used to have a girlfriend who for the longest time whenever we'd sit and chat about different things i would you know you always connect with your friends and i wouldn't say complain but you touch on subjects and she would always come back to this like really calm place she was so good and she'd say well what do you really want and I finally, like after the fourth time, I'm like, I don't know if I fucking need to answer that question. I tell you. And she was like, let me ask you again. What do you want if no one else would be upset or be frustrated or mad or all these things? And I'm like, to quit yesterday. And she's like, well, there's your answer. How you go about it, it's up to you. But like figuring out what you really want and why you want it. Like for me, yep. being location free was like one of those underlying things that I'd never felt was possible for me because when you build an in-person clientele like here, there's really, you can't take them with you. Even if I moved to a different city in San Diego, I'd still be maybe too far for some of them. So I always felt so tied down. And it wasn't until later in my life when I had my son and there was different circumstances that I was like, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. Like I need to find something that does. And so I started to explore what having an online business would look like, or just getting curious about what else I could maybe do with the expertise I had, or what did I need to maybe go learn in order to step into a different arena, if you will. So I think, you know, getting around other women, especially coaches like you, who can help us like reframe those thoughts of, yeah, I want this, but 
right? That's where we're not listening to our own boundaries. But I'm going to upset everybody, but everyone's going to be da, da, da. like, we have to be able to have somebody we can go to and work through those things. And I think, you know, you may be speaking to clinicians now, but I know you're opening it up more to just the human side of doing life and what it means to like connect back to yourself. So what would it look like for a client now? Like, who is your ideal client that steps into, you know, the space to work with you? What are some things that people can find when they come and tune into your magic? Yeah. So the biggest thing, because I really have been, I've been slowly transitioning, actually it's probably been since day one of starting my course for clinicians because I had a multiple females in other industries come forward and be like, I need this, but I'm not a clinician. And so I started playing around with what that looked like because very similar to you, like I'm a free bird, like I cannot be tied down to one location. And that that was kind of the goal of starting and trying to go down this path. Anyways, so the person that I'm working with these days, it is going to be a female. It's not that I don't work with guys. I can just connect so much more deeply because shared experiences as far as like females, particularly in male-dominated industries, um, to give a... It typically is someone who is very much like I've been, which is go, 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 high-achieving females who at some point in their lives, maybe still, but maybe not are building their lives around the expectations of others or starting to realize that they've done that. And they're recognizing a pattern of saying, yeah, but, or, oh, well, I should. And typically, kind of like you alluded to, those are followed by excuses. Really, at the end of the day, it's a bunch of excuses or a bunch of limiting beliefs or something. So any a female who is recognizing that they are getting in their own way whether it's how they're speaking to themselves, whether it's a mental block that they're having, they in some way, shape or form are getting in their own way and they need help creating the clarity on where that block is happening and how to break through it. Sometimes it is, I know exactly what I want, but I'm holding myself back. And sometimes it's, I actually have no idea what I want and I need help figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. And the power of just being able to have someone to lean on and ask that's not your family, not a close friend that's known you since first grade, like someone who really has your best interests at heart. And while I think, you know, traditional therapy is wonderful for that support, it's really hard for a therapist to support you if you don't know what you want. And if you don't, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like they're kind of there for the, not accountability, but just like the ongoing, if you will. Having a coach or someone who can work you through in real time, like those places that you feel really stuck or you don't know why you're feeling stuck or getting through the like, no, this is what I want and I'm going to I'm going to lean into the help of having someone help me get there. And yeah. I tell you, like investing in in people to be able to like see that in me and to say, no, you can do this. Like you can do this. You can work through this. I see uh, you've said this six times on the call. Yeah, but like I've had a few coaches call me out and say, you've said three or four times on this call that you don't want to do hair anymore. I'm like, I did. Like you like. And that's why a lot of times they'll record. Yeah, we just, like, it's like a yeah. blind spot. Yeah. And it's only all as an excuse. Oh, absolutely. And that's the most beautiful thing about, I think, locking arms with somebody who really wants nothing more than to help you get unstuck and clear and be able to get into action and confident with whatever it is that you're doing. So where can we find you and tune in besides I know the podcast is is it live now for us to tune into? Yeah. So I am what, 12 episodes in? I just launched my second guest episode. So, so far, there are a lot of solo episodes. And it's going to continue that way. Kind of a mix. I like doing it that way. So yeah, Human on the Daily is the podcast. And then I actually just revamped my website and got rid of 
all of the PT related stuff and I'm just talking about the mindset. So I'll shoot you those links, but it's moveonthedaily.com. And then for the mindset specific, if you want to work one-on-one, it slash just the numbers 180. Okay. Because I do right now, there's going to, like my main offer, it's just uh, whatever you need to work through, but we'll get it done in 180 minutes flat. I love that. I am somebody who that speaks to my love language of like quick and when people do these like really long I mean long containers are great too but like if you are struggling with something in real time you want it like addressed you want to get to the root yeah down. like give me the whole thing right now like let give me in now it's like when you yeah. and want to cut bangs and you want to get into your hairdresser you're like I have anything <laughs> Friday yeah just so do I it think just do it sessions like that are so powerful and I highly recommend for anybody who is like kind of on the fence of like oh god that sounds like me like I'm struggling with xyz like you guys go and visit and hang out with somebody in real time who is working through these things, who is providing this as a service to help you get unstuck and get clear. Make it. I know like your podcast is going to take off. I'm so proud of you for starting it, helping so many people get clear and unstuck and really like focusing on what matters to them. I can't wait to see you again in Arizona really soon. And I, for one, vote that you move somewhere where there's more snow so you can snowboard because I think that if you find something that you truly love, like lean into that, you know, and if you're new and you're getting older, like, you know, maybe maybe get around more people who are doing the things that light you up. I think that's always the yeah. key, too, is like getting your energy and your environment to match like that future version of you. So there was that phrase that we said earlier, of like getting what was it getting comfortable, getting uncomfortable or what was it? Well, yeah, I do. Actually, I live by that one. But yeah, overcoming the unknown. Like I yeah. legitimately, y'all, I'm moving. I am a 36 night moving into a bus next month and hitting oh, the road. <laughs> Do my yeah, outfit- and I plan on I'm getting backcountry certified so I can split board in the backcountry in avalanche territory by myself. Like there, you're my idol. A too late time. Like just no. do the thing. You go follow her on Instagram. Instagram too. Just- does come from like I mean I've been a competitive athlete my whole life. Like when I say high achiever, y'all like top of my class in PT school and a competitive soccer player turned a competitive Olympic weightlifter. Like. I needed something to just chill me out and learn how to chill out and like, yeah. Hence why she's on the show today because she doesn't do anything half-ass. And I guarantee <laughs> if you get an opportunity to work with her, like you're going to get her full ass and a hundred and, you know, hundred percent attention on what it is that you need to move the needle forward in your life. And I'm telling 100%. you, when I am loving these sessions, by the way, like I'm sure it is like, so fun to really lean into. Yeah. Lean into my gifts. Like, I think this is actually something if anyone's listening and they are like, I am all over the place. I have no idea. Kind of what got me on this trajectory or like this idea is an exercise that a mentor of mine gave me. And he said, he was like, try to list out like, what's your greatness? And if you're really struggling with what your one unique greatness is, like reach out to three people that are really close to you and ask them like, hey, if you had one, if there was one problem that you're like, I know exactly who to call and it's you. What is that problem? What does it look like? And I had no joke. Like pretty much everyone was like, well, if I need a safe space to like unload or be vulnerable and you are the world's best resource dealer, you can listen to where I'm at now, listen to like what's missing or where I want to go if I know it. And then you can figure out what the hell I need to get there. And you do that no matter what the topic is. Brilliant. And I was like, it was this like mind blowing, like, huh? like you talked about I had no idea that that was like a thing I just kind of did it naturally yeah it's almost like you need the mirror yes and you know having the ability to ask people you know what I mean like ask Mm -hmm. it it, do that market research I know lean into the gifts that you have and know that like 
you can too shift from where you're at to where you want to go. And and just hopefully these podcast episodes inspire you to take some sort of action to kind of explore what that looks like. And I think starting with a call can really help unlock because sometimes we just need a perspective shift, maybe where you're at, yeah. where you're supposed to be. And I'm never one to like bully anybody like, get out of corporate and be an entrepreneur. Start a po- I'm always just like, there are endless possibilities. It's your mm-hmm. responsibility to figure out, like, are you living your best life? Are you thriving in a way that like means something to you? Is your level of success where you want it to be? Or are you chasing someone else's goals and dreams for you? Right. Absolutely. With my space, I woke up thinking this isn't, this wasn't my dream. Like, th- and, and I got here and I quote unquote succeeded. And I'm like, yeah, but I knew I could do this. I never really wanted to do it though. And I just did it because of XYZ. So if this sounds like you, you know, or someone you know, share this episode with them and let us know if you had any aha moments or feedback for us. Because if you're going through this, you know, it's okay to share and talk about it, but maybe you feel like you can't with your current circle. Um, And that's why I think, you know, getting to connect with other women on the show to talk about this kind of stuff is one of my passions because I don't think it's talked about enough. And the fact that we are in our 30s and 40s, like, you know, let yourself keep asking what's possible and how much better can it get and yeah I just always want to be able to support anyone who's going through a transition to know like a lot of times we feel alone and and you know you don't have to be alone let us be a little friend in your ear and tune into the show and Megan's show to remember you know your power and what you can come back to and we hope to always continue to support you so go follow Megan and listen to the podcast and you know all that stuff will be in the show notes but so grateful for you guys and I hope you're having a beautiful rest of your day and we'll see you on the next one which one of your girls needs to hear this one send this to someone who could use a smile some encouragement and a little love from this edgy podcast host much thanks and all the love thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode I hope you enjoyed it This is your friendly reminder that if a podcast is on your heart to create, we got you, boo. We created Media Unscripted to take the guesswork out of starting, launching, and growing your podcast. I knew I had to create something that I wish existed three years ago when I started the show, which, by the way, had a different name. What does that mean for you? Simply put, you don't have to have it all figured out before you start. We help take the guesswork out of launching your show and creating meaningful content that adds value. A podcast can be your main source of content that not only helps you build an audience, but connects you deeper to your community. Go to mediaunscripted.com to learn more.